Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Imagine a feeling of connection to all other humans on Earth with an acknowledgement that humanity is all one family felt around the planet. In his words, this is the vision that my guest today has been working to make real. So many of the problems that we face today, and you know, all you have to do is read the headlines, um, so much of the pain that we experience comes from a feeling of separation, from our deeper selves, from the truth of who we, we are, and from one another, from the natural world. My sense is that we create injustice from that feeling of separation because we have separated. What if we take action to create this experience of connection? Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. I am Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the quantum connection process. Head there to discover your unique connection with the essence of who you are by taking the quantum connection quiz. Because we're each designed to directly connect with source differently in our own unique way. And knowing your own style opens you to that, to be able to have that deeper connection with the universe, that theme, it's going on, separation and connection. And knowing your own style creates that deeper connection for you. It's the secret to creating what you truly want in your life. My guest today is Arcturus Eden. He is the creator of World Peace Ceremony, a movement with a mission to unite humanity and coordinate a grand celebration of peace on Earth. Early on, he worked at Common Fund Capital, at the time a $6 billion fund of funds exclusively managing not-for-profit money. He previously joined Marianne Williamson's run for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. And I love this, as Senior Advisor and Director of Peace Building, yay, <laughs> creating a plan to launch a private peace industry and a United States Department of Peace. I just, I, I actually, before I bring you on, Arcturus, I just wanted people to kind of feel that, a Department of Peace. Yeah, that's what you're about, isn't it? Welcome, welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. We've been chatting before starting, and um, I, I feel like we're we're in in it already. So let me welcome you. Thank you, Lori, so much for this uh, welcome and introduction. Great to be here with you, and the feeling and the the sound of your voice and the energy I feel right now is. It's really nice to get a warm, a warm feeling and feeling welcome by you. Great, great. And I hope that our listeners and our viewers know that they are welcomed. I mean, they're the ones that are kind of the, that make this why we do it. I mean, we, we're, I want to have this conversation with you no matter what. And 
And I know that I also, you know, my intention in doing this, I've been doing this for seven years. My intention is also that sense of putting out into the world the, the magnificence of what's actually going on and what's possible. Those two things, what's going on and what's possible. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a number of things that I want to talk with you about. Let's see where to begin. Um, I, I think it's carrying on that theme of, of separation and connection. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> the foundations of the United States, of this country, at least where we both live, we're about that. And somehow it has been dramatically forgotten about. So I just say that as a kind of an opening and I'm really interested to know how you see that. I know we're diving in the deep end. Yeah, perfect. Let's, let's dive right in. So, and the feeling of connection it, we know connection when we feel it. It's a feeling that we're tuning in to each other. Uh, I felt that with you as soon as we connected as a warm energy. And we don't always feel connection, but when we have it, we know that connection is there. And in this entire program that we call reality, and for the 8 billion humans on planet Earth right now, some humans are experiencing connection with some of the humans, and some humans are experiencing disconnection and separation with others. Mm -hmm. And so for all of us, we have connection and separation. And in the big scheme of this program that we're in, well, we accept that this is a reality. So on the one hand, that we, I can accept we can accept that this is the reality we live in and it's okay. And then also we can say, Hey, the United States and this country that we're living in, which, which is a melting pot of all the cultures and all people on earth. Mm. If somebody who's never been to earth, if an alien or somebody who's never seen what's going on here came to the United States and to earth and they saw well, what, what makes this place different? They would clearly see that it's also true mm -hmm. that in the Constitution of the United States, it doesn't say that we are here to connect with each other. The Constitution of the United States talks about a very individualistic type of society. It doesn't necessarily use the word individualism or individualistic. Maybe it does, but it doesn't talk about connection and bringing us together. Mm. So I think that cosmically, the cosmic purpose of the United States as a country is to unite us and bring us together. And, and maybe to unite all of humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even the words that we used in the founding of this country did not talk about connection uh, necessarily. So it's an interesting point. And I think maybe we can reawaken the cosmic significance of the purpose of the, of the United States mm -hmm. 
as one of uniting humans here and learning how to be with each other, accepting each other's emotions, accepting all the different colors and races and ethnicities and ways of being and, and uniting ourselves to then possibly uniting humanity. Well, if we do it here, the, the, the frequency of that is what goes out into the world. We, we can hold to that, that, uh, that reality. But, but let me ask you about this because I, I, I focus a lot or I guess my work in my work, I'm, I'm looking at how are we feeling that separation from ourselves? Um, how are we, how are we not remembering that we are all connected? How are we not remembering that um, we've forgotten that we came from this field of undifferentiated reality, you know, undifferentiated connection. And, and, and does that, that personal separation influence and impact that um, collective or universal separation? Absolutely. Now, we are now going even deeper, which is you know, anything that we experience with another human starts with how we're being with ourselves, right? So the energy that I feel within myself is likely to kind of vibrate and uh, to be experienced with other humans. So, it, you know, at times in my life where I felt more disconnected from myself are times when I, I wasn't, you know, wasn't really connecting with other people. Uh, what does it mean even to be connected with ourself? Mm-hmm. I think I think, we're, I think what we're talking about is being connected to our soul mm-hmm. and being connected to our heart, our heart, our soul, sort of being connected to the, all of the energy that's moving through us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe the opposite of that is identifying with thoughts in our mind and thinking the thoughts in our mind and thinking that that's our reality, that that's who we are mm-hmm. or, or placing our consciousness and awareness outside of us and caring whether it's what other people think or what other people caring, what other people are feeling more than what we're feeling, caring more about beauty or external things more than what we're feeling and sensing internally. And you know, our culture, this Western capitalistic, individualistic culture, uh, is not, even in schools, is not really teaching us these basics of connecting with our soul. And uh, there's a, I think uh, a woman, her name is Elisa Ro- Romeo, who wrote a book called... Uh, well, it's good. connecting with your soul. She said, disconnecting with your soul is the biggest affliction of the 21st century. I believe that's true because it, it, we, 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 we suffer. We suffer. We suffer with that. And, and we suffer in the sense that in the, in the illusion that we think we can control things, in the illusion that we're limited, you know, either by our physical circumstances or by our our personal um, makeup 
And so we don't then tune into some other aspect of ourselves that is bigger than that, that is more than that, and we, we forget. Yeah, yeah. I feel like being in nature helps to connect with our soul and with ourselves. And being around other humans who are in tune with themselves helps to connect us with ourselves. I think it's it might be easier to to do once you're around people who are also in that frequency. <laughs> uh, but but at times it can it can certainly feel. I know it for me in the past it's felt uh, like I didn't even know the the way I experience myself is just thinking a lot of thoughts and thinking that I have goals to accomplish and mm -hmm. things to do. I wasn't even thinking, oh, I'm, that I'm disconnected from my soul. I, that's wasn't my experience no. until somebody pointed me to that, you know, and that's just I'm like, okay. And then the, because I knew that it felt good and I, the, the frequency felt good. And I knew that, uh, paying attention to the way that I feel and the frequencies and the softness that humans around me have, I knew enough at this point in my growth that this is, I like what feels good. Okay. And then from there, when I realized that the reason I wasn't feeling good was because I wasn't connected to myself, then I was kind of slowly able to move in that direction. But, you know, maybe for... 20 years, I was disconnected from myself, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. I was a psychotherapist, and, and, uh, and I went into that because of that feeling of disconnection. And yet, through all of that time of, of doing that work and, and following that particular path, I always still felt like there was something more. So that, that my sense now is that there's, there's an ever-growing and ever-evolving opportunity to connect more and more and more deeply with ourselves and then and then with each other and that that is how I think that collective consciousness is impacted but um so so what's your sense about that the stories that we're carrying around right now that we're currently kind of living into and how that impacts our experience wow yeah well uh we you know, kind of zooming out and noticing that half of humanity is living the story of a Judeo-Christian story in Islam, you know, monotheism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and half of humanity is living kind of Eastern wisdom. And even humans who are atheists or who aren't really thinking about religion if you grew up in the United States, chances are you've been very much influenced by monotheism. And, mm -hmm. uh, but that's, so that's kind of one layer of a story that we have. And I think it's the duality of right and wrong, that there are things that we should do that are the right actions to take and mm -hmm. you know, the actions that are wrong and that we should not do. and and then we have guilt and shame around doing or not doing those actions. And I think that's, uh, 
that's very uh, very much um you know the story of monotheism is that we're carrying around with us emotions like fear guilt and shame for thousands of years for generations mind you this, these similar these stories also carry a story of world peace so is salam islam the root of islam is salam which means uh which means peace and i you know, i was born into the into judaism and uh Ju judaism is very much a story about uniting humanity for world peace and with christianity we talk about love mm -hmm. and so i think that you know the our maybe an ideal ideal for us in the western world that's been that's carrying the story of monotheism is to see that yes we have these ideals of peace and love and love thy neighbor and there's a and there's a grand story that we're living into which is world peace but we need to we, we also have guilt fear and slowly we need to relate we need to be conscious maybe i know for myself that i am i feel better when i'm noticing that I experience fear. I feel better when I notice that I have sadness because then I can slow down and alchemize that feeling and transmute that feeling mm -hmm. into energy that I would rather experience. So uh, I might feel shame because there's a social norm to act a certain way. And maybe that social norm comes from uh, Judaism, you know, it's, let's say reading the Torah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't read the Torah every day. Mm -hmm. uh, for thousands of years, people who didn't do that maybe were were shamed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and now we have other social norms in our in, in our capitalistic society that uh, if you don't live a certain way or if you don't wear a certain color shirt, you can feel shame if you walk into a room and uh, people are dressed differently, even. Uh, but noticing the emotions that we're feeling and accepting them and learning how to release these energies and and live into what we what we want to experience. You know, that's that's a part of it. Now we can go even kind of deeper into that we all, for thousands of years, we've each come from tribes. Mm -hmm. that spent a lot of a lot more time together and and weren't you know we we didn't have the united states for thousands of years we our tribes uh were uh were separate from each other and uh, i'll i'll say it you know bluntly we humans have killed each other in the past right we've hurt each other in the past we all carry with us in our genes and our ancestors' genes uh, fears and aggressions. And now it's sort of a time when technology is uniting humanity so so much. We're mm -hmm. connecting ourselves. We we're seeing what's going on in all around the world and 
we're we're all way more connected than ever before. And the possibility that this presents for us is to, uh, and here in the United States, especially, we're living amongst each other, is to have conversations with each other and uh, talk about what what our backgrounds are and what uh, what our family stories are, oh. how we're feeling, and uh, and I, I think that the conversation of racism in the United States has very much stopped the the our ability to go deeper if because if somebody says i i come from this lineage and this is what i've experienced if if somebody kind of has anything to say to that person uh it it already feels like a racist conversation uh when when we're mm-hmm. talking about so I'm not sure I understand. So because these are these are real, really important conversations to have. And um, my French teacher is from the Ivory Coast. So and he's lived in the U.S. now for a number of years. But we're always he's always posing these questions to us. Um, and it's a private class. So it's it, it, around often around racism. And how do you, how do you in the United States think this particular way? I mean, what is it? Where does that come from? And there's that kind of curiosity. So, so help me understand what you're meaning about, about those, those kind of conversations. Yeah. Uh, so I can say that for, you know, my grandfather is, uh, was, was in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. He's a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like personally for me, I'm carrying the genes of someone who, you know, experienced living in a in a labor and death death camp. Mm-hmm. Right, so I, I feel like I even I feel like I was there genetically. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. proven now that emotions are carried in our genes, and so let's say for somebody who's black and African American uh, for a few hundred years they were slaves here and there's a trauma that's carried around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also happen to be half Polish, right? Now my, my Polish ancestry, you look, what does it mean to be Polish? Let's say, uh, goes back longer than my Jewish ancestry. So I, I could even say I'm, more Polish than I am Jewish because uh, genetically, because uh, Poland, the Polish people started identifying themselves as a people's uh, about 9,000 years ago from Mm -hmm. research. Now, what trauma did Polish people experience and fear? What are maybe the fighting in Europe? different tribes were conquering each other and killing each other and created cultures that, uh, well, create what, what are they created? They created an energy, an energetic force even that came to the Americas and used aggression to maybe the aggression that was experienced in Europe, perhaps Mm. came to the Americas and they Mm -hmm. sort of normalized the idea that we can, come here and if we're more stronger with our tools and our mm-hmm. weapons we can and then that's and so that's what happened 
That's what happened. Yeah. So there's, trauma. there's trauma for all humans carry around trauma. Mm-hmm. I would like to live in a society where we normalize our ability to have a conversation and say, hey, I'm, I'm Polish and I'm Swedish and mm-hmm. I'm Swedish. This is what, they, these are probably emotions that I've carried around with me for hundreds of years, for a thousand years. This is my family story and I'm German and this is how I felt. Mm. I feel like the society we live in now in the mainstream media sort of puts a kind of a stop to this type of conversation and says, no, oh, this is, we're judging people based on where they're from and they're, that's racist. Let's, let's not even I go see. there. Equal. Okay. We're all created equal. So on the one hand, the constitution says all men were created equal. Here we are in 2023 with billions of dollars in major news media financing this narrative that we're equal, though let's not talk about our differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all have equal opportunity. And actually, no, I, I think we should open up this conversation and talk about what we're feeling and why we're feeling what we're feeling. These are facts. The way we're feeling and the story that our families and ancestors have are facts of the universe. And we owe it to ourselves to open this up as a conversation so we can under- understand our the different cultures and mm-hmm. understand ourselves. So how else can we unite? How can we feel connection when mm. you know this racism? Well, let's not talk yeah, about yeah, that. That's, I, 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 yeah, now I understand, and and I and I, I, I think I really agree with you. I, I, I have seen conversations that go the way of victimhood. And, and staying within that place of this has been done to me, therefore this is why my life is this way. Instead of becoming curious, I mean, sharing those stories in, in the, with the intention of coming into a different place around it all, coming to a different place for myself and, and my own stories, my own family stories, and coming into it in a different place with one another, like, oh, Wow, that's your that's how it was for you? Wow, that's amazing. Because we do know that those kinds of stories are are patterns in the cell. But just like any patterns, we can either, you know, be, be subsumed by those patterns, get lost within them, or we can recognize them and come into something else where we where we're we're not feeling that that we're not feeling the separation that that could cause. Or has caused yeah yeah there's a there's a few things that are going on in my consciousness to to con- sort of continue this thread and then one of them is that the word victim I, I agree with your your point that whenever someone is is acting like a victim if, if we label someone as a victim or if somebody talks about negative things that happened to them and then they're seen as a victim it already gets colored in a certain light mm-hmm. and that creates, uh, you know, it's like, what is the motivation of sharing a story? And if it's to, mm-hmm. to be curious about each other, to, to show, to be vulnerable and to be curious with each other, to understand each other, that, that's, that's probably a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And I think, 
I think there's something to be said about uh, how are we all connected as in in this what what can connect all humans around this area of uh, of just sharing our stories. Well, I think we're all we're all maybe victims of that. We're all human. <laughs> we're all victims that we're souls incarnated as a human body. There's not one human in the world that just has everything perfect in their life, just perfect in their life. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. The most privileged person, the most privileged family, the most privileged tribe or the most privileged community on earth has something that they're dealing with and they're human and uh I think I think a lot I think there's a lot of self and other people uh mm-hmm. like to feel like we're, we're the vi- we're we've been victimized and that other group that they, they have everything going mm-hmm. great for them. But I, I really think we can normalize the, the idea that we're all victims, if you will, and not really, but we're not comfortable also, with you using that word, but okay. We all chose this human experience. It's not right. easy being human. For anyone, mm-hmm. not easy being human. Period. For anyone, period. And mm-hmm. there are different types of struggles out there. Uh, whether you're a billionaire mm-hmm. or you have zero dollars, humans have struggles, and the struggles are usually connected to the hundreds and the thousands of years of the of our ancestors stories and mm. how that leads up to the trauma that we're we've been storing in our bodies and releasing over time and mm-hmm. uh, yeah the, actually you know the, the people who are that you can look at them and see that they're the most vibrant and the most happy and easy for them to laugh and to sing and to mm-hmm. be at one with the universe probably have the least trauma if you will mm-hmm. uh, yes. you know yes so i I'm, I'm interested i'm interested in two things and and i'm i'm seeing our time running out but i don't want it to be um <laughs> so i'm interested in it. how did you get here that's one and then the other is around the world peace ceremony and and I do agree with you. you. Your words are that humanity's cosmic destiny is to unite. And, I, and I'd love to hear you talk about that. But how did you get here? <laughs> Maybe many over many lifetimes, perhaps. Or, uh, wow. It's, you know, around, I think in my 20s, sometime in my early, the mid-20s, when I didn't have a job, I had a lot of time to be with myself mm-hmm. in, a, in a sort of not overly conscious way. I was just kind of being uh, and exploring what what should I do next? What job should I have? But I started getting these downloads from the universe with... Mm-hmm these ideas with different images and different uh, things that have nothing to do with my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Like these ideas of 
don't know, uh, giving a speech to, to a crowd of people. I was like, well, I'm, I thought I'm looking for a job in, <laughs> in, in, in finance or, you know, I was in between jobs and, mm-hmm. and, and then thinking about the pain, the pains that my people have suffered and mm-hmm. how to articulate that. And I just had lots of ideas flow through me mm-hmm. and saw images of myself doing different things that like, like uniting people and creating, uh, bringing people together from different cultures and traveling around the world. And you no, know, but over time, when I noticed that I was different in these ways, then I, I found a tribe of people who were speaking a language to the, the, there were sort of hippies, peacemakers, people who want to change the world, people who kind of go to Burning Man or talk about influencing a billion people's lives. And I found that there are kind of a, a soul, my soul family is out there and they are looking to kind of change the world. And I sort of got into that genre of of uh people who ask what their vision is for their life what's my life purpose and spend conscious time considering what they want their life to be about mm-hmm. and uh, the deeper i went with that over time it was, it was a long journey it was a painful painfully long journey because i in some sense i was fighting myself i had so much energy moving towards the uh, you know, being success, quote unquote, successful and having a mm. good paying job and mm-hmm. a com- being competitive. And yet I had these other thoughts that seemed to be very separate from what I was trying to do. And mm-hmm. over time, I was able to kind of bridge those two worlds. And it's still, it's a, it's a work in progress, but I you know, when I found people who were more similar to me, then it was easier for me to kind of put pen to paper and kind of write out, you know, this is this is what I'm creating. This is what I'm, mm. I want to do. And I participated in spiritual ceremonies in Peru and went to Burning Man six times. And I'm seeing that it, it really does feel like a cosmic destiny, that there is some intelligence that's greater than any one of us that's guiding mm-hmm. the future of humanity and uh yeah so. thank you thank you i mean thank you for sharing that i mean i, I realize that's a kind of high level view of or picture of of what your journey has been um and we have to keep coming back each week to, to probably go deeper into that but uh <laughs> There's one more thing that I would love to have you speak on because I saw it on your your list of you know uh, topics that you could speak to, and it's it's one that's very close to my heart, and it's one that many people don't even think about, um, and that is about beauty being a guide, um, consciously appreciating beauty and art and creativity in life, and that's so meaningful to me because it's. It's actually where I see where our expression can be unleashed, 
and you know that that as we create and as we find that harmony that that there's something that transcends within us yeah yeah so why is that something you're drawn to speaking about i when I left Burning Man 2012, when my first time that I went to Burning Man, I had a, a tear in my eye when I arrived in San Francisco. And I even appreciated the architecture of normal buildings or you know, beautiful buildings that before I wasn't even looking at mm. from a, the, a, the beauty of my surroundings. And I realized before I went into this Burning Man culture, I realized that you know, beauty is very much a guide in that community. But over time, I've kind of explored what, well, what is, what are the different kinds of beauty? And as you ask me this question, I'm, I'm noticing that the, my inner, my inner conflict right now, if you will, my, in the, in the last year or so, let's say around beauty has been appreciating beautiful spaces, mm -hmm. beautiful physical spaces that are sometimes cost more money to create, but also appreciating, right, and cost work, human labor and human work and time to create physical beauty. Mm -hmm. But there's also a simple beauty of nature and beautiful human interactions. And as you were asking me this question, I was noticing how it's clear to me now that the beauty that I ultimately care about the most is the grace of human of, and the beauty in human interactions. Mm. Although I knew that intellectually before, or for a long time, I, I knew that for 20 years intellectually, let's say. And I even knew that a year ago, of course. But to actually live by in the day-to-day, -day, the moment-to-moment -moment choices and the noticing the exact thoughts that occur to me and to choose to amplify the thoughts and choices that are related to the beauty and human connection, mm. the way we are with each other, that's more of what I'm referring to. And, and I think it's, it's imperfect. I, I, I almost feel like saying, if I only said that, um, I'd be lying to myself because the truth is, is that uh, I'm still lear I'm learning how to experience an emotion and to, do I want to be assertive right now and say what I want to say or... Am I, is there beauty in listening and, and accepting the way things are? And it's, it's, it's tricky, the tricky dynamic being human. And it reminds me of a personality test I took that I got basically that I'm, I'm basically a hippie. And, and the, the advice it gave me, the Myers-Briggs personality test is to be more assertive. So I'm finding, how can I have the most graceful human interactions by also being assertive and finding beauty <laughs> around me. And that's an inquiry that I'm living into. Right, right. And, and not overthinking it. 
<laughs> Meaning, you know, how can we just allow ourselves to follow the moment, you know, be in the moment and follow the moment and take action where, because there's actions that are moving through us. There's energy moving through us to act and then resting in those moments in between. You know, the simple truths are, that was beautiful, Lori. Perfect. And wow. like you have said, you know, not always easy. But it's simp it is simple. Simple and easy are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. A part of me wants to say yes, okay. And then my mind has thoughts around that. <laughs> of course. Uh, I'll, defer, I'll defer to you, however you want to guide us. Okay. Well, I, I would love before we end for you to speak to, a bit about the World Peace Ceremony and, and what your vision is for that and, and how people can be involved. Yeah. So World, we have a website that you can go visit. So please visit our website, uh, www.worldpeaceceremony.com. And on the one hand, this is a long-term vision for humanity that is flowing through me and thousands and maybe a million other humans mm -hmm. who this is what we're creating. And then there's, there's a prototype. There's a very smaller scale version which is sort of a prototype of a world peace ceremony that we're creating in a one to sort of a three year time frame mm -hmm. of inspiring and bringing together 1000 performers from different cultures and different genres and of dance and performance art, mm -hmm. mostly from different cultures that tell a story of humanity of our conflicts and our challenges and our struggles mm -hmm. with each other with ourselves and with each other so a performance dance piece with a thousand performers it tells us a, a, a microcosm of humanity's mm -hmm. grand story and is meant to elicit curiosity and even tears and uh excitement and joy and connect the audience with the performance and inspire a culture of community building around the world with with these values of mm. performance art to tell our shared stories no but in, and then in the long term imagine kind of an event like the olympics mm -hmm. the whole all of humanity comes together around but it's a collaborate it's a collaborative event it's a collaboration showcasing the stories and the art and the achievements of all cultures around the world with everyone watching and with the adults in the room the sort of the government officials and diplomats agreeing that yes we've achieved world peace and uh, kids from Nigeria watching performances in China and children in the United States uh, 
seeing children in Russia and Ukraine together and all and all acknowledging our connection on the world stage. Uh, yeah, that's that's the vision. Wow, all acknowledging our connection. I mean, that's that has real meaning. Yeah. Thank you, Arcturus, for what you have brought, what you, what you what you are working with, and what you are are making real. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest here on Wisdom Talk Radio. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to thank our listeners, our viewers, for being with us here today at Wisdom Talk Radio. And remember, you can join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, more illumination. And you can find us on your favorite place to listen to your podcasts, uh, including YouTube, because we, we are out there on video as well. And please, if you've enjoyed listening to us today, leave us a review, because when you leave us a review, um, liking us, leaving us reviews, subscribing, that helps other people find these kinds of messages. And it helps them to access their wisdom. And that's what helps transform the world because we're working with that ripple, those ripples. And for more about how to thrive with your own personal quantum connection, meaning your connection with the quantum field, with the universe, take that quantum connection quiz now. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. <laughs>